Peace, family. Welcome back to the Brother Ben X podcast, man. If you just now tuning in to the podcast, my name is Brother Ben X, man. I'm a student of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and I also speak on black issues. I speak on issues. I have interviews and shows that's going to help you out in your life. If you would like to support me, you can go to Cash App and donate at dollar sign Brother Ben X or PayPal paypal.me slash brother ben x thank you all for watching get ready for a fire episode peace peace family it is your brother ben x and we have pastor bay on and we're going to be talking about the importance of credit um just a little introduction i know many people don't know what credit is so i'll let him introduce himself And tell us about what credit actually is, because if we are ignorant, we would think that credit is just free money. You know, when you get to college and high school have not prepared us uh, for credit, if we get to uh, college and high school has not educated us about what credit is, when we begin to get these credit cards sent to our home, somebody said there's an echo. Do you hear echo on your end? No. All right, let me check my phone real quick, guys. Give me one second. Uh, Let me see. Check, check. Mm. Uh, Anybody else in the comment section, do you guys hear an echo? How's the audio on your side? I see Frank. I see Chevelle. I see Tina tuned in. Do any, any of you guys hear an echo? No, I don't hear an echo. I don't hear an echo on my end. But what I was about to say is um, uh, when we start to get those credit cards saying as somebody who's in college, you would think that, hey, man, I just got an extra two hundred dollars that I can spend not knowing that we got to pay this thing back. So for our brothers and sisters who have no idea about what credit is, parents haven't educated them. Maybe they don't know the schools haven't educated them. What exactly is credit? brother and uh, of course introduce yourself as well all right all right how's everybody doing today i'm pastor sean bay um i'm actually the uh, founder of the credit solution group uh one of the co-founders and um so credit is very very important um credit is also your credibility um it's, it's your name it's it's how you're traced it's uh it's how people identify you within five minutes um it's basically a record of how you pay your bills it's showing on paper uh, how you manage debt. It's showing if you're responsible, if you're on time. Uh, when it comes to credit cards, um, a lot of people aren't taught that credit cards are a great thing if it's used in the right way. Um, a lot of times parents and people don't know that it's all about setting your children up early. So when you set your children up early, you let them piggyback off your credit card. So as a parent, Adding them on and getting them a head start and teaching them the way will actually allow them to be able to uh, have a good start and be able to not make the same mistakes that we've made as adults. Now, for me, I didn't realize the importance of credit until I was about to purchase a home. So uh, can you tell us why credit is so important? Uh, Because you have maybe some people in their 20s who they never even needed credit. So what is the importance of even having a good credit score? Uh, What about those who say, man, I didn't even know I even had a credit score. I don't even know how it's affecting my life. So what is the, the, the purpose or what is the reason for even having a good credit score? Well, the reason for having a a good credit score is because the credit score uh, calculates once again, your behavior to give a bank or a lender Um, an opportunity to make a good judgment call without even knowing who you are. So with credit, I'm going to educate you guys. There's five ways that credit is calculated. All right. Number one, payment history. When you're paying your bills and stuff on time and your credit on time, it gives you 192 and a half points. All right. The maximum you can get is an 850 credit score. So 192 and a half points well, actually 182 and a half points is based on your payment history. So when you make late payments, 
it actually drops your score up to 182 and a half points, but you can maximize by making on-time payments. The second principle is credit card utilization. Credit card utilization gives you 165 points. So when you're maxing out your credit cards and going over the 30%, you can damage your score by up to those points, but you can maximize those points by keeping your limits within 30% or less. All right. The third way. Now, before you move on to the before you move on to the third way, what exactly do you mean by keeping it under 30 percent? Let's say I got a credit card and I just got a credit card sent to me and I got one thousand dollars on my credit card. What do you mean by keeping something under 30 percent? So you want to keep your balance no more than three hundred dollars. No more than three hundred dollars, two fifty to be safe, because once again, when you're maxing out and you're going above and beyond. The lender feels that you run out of money and you're relying on your credit cards. So how can I give you a loan when you ran out of money and you're relying on credit cards? And that's how they make their judgment call. And that's how you're recorded based on your uh, credit score. Gotcha. Number three. So number three is credit file mix. So a lot of times we're limited because we only have a credit card or we only have an automobile loan. So you can only go so high without having a good mix of installments, which is personal loans, uh, anything that has a timeline or expiration date. So a house, a personal loan, um, a vehicle, those are installments. And then you got lines of credit, which is your revolving credit cards, uh, furniture loans, anything that does not have an expiration date, but something that can be open for pretty much forever. All right. Then the fourth thing you have is credit history. Now the credit file mix affects you 55 points. 85 points is affected by your history. So they, to be established, they want you to have at least two years, two and a half years of history to get the maximum points. So some of us only been established for two months or we've been only established for one month or a year. So your history, how long you keeping your credit cards open, That's why credit cards are one of the most important factors because the credit card can attack all five principles, which the last principle is new credit. When people say I have inquiries and my credit score dropped a thousand percent, that's wrong. The maximum your credit score can drop from inquiries is only 55 points. That's the maximum it can actually drop. So when your credit dropped and it went over that, it's something else that happened. So, That's why it's very important to watch out when you go to the dealership and not let them shotgun your credit all over the place because it'll cause multiple inquiries. A lot of times to be safe is to only do one fool and go from there because what happens is the dealership will get you to sign that paper and you're thinking you're running your credit one time, but they'll shoot you through uh, Chase Bank, Santander, Bank of America, and all these other banks, and they won't even let you know. Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market and I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS tribe. The ABS tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS tribe, go to www.whatisabstribe.com, www.whatisabstribe.com. So let me ask you this You spoke about they want you to have good history Now there's a sister I don't know if you can see the comment on the screen Jenny Jenny, Jenny Curry says I learned this year I have added my daughter on my credit cards To build her score Now what does this mean when she says I have added my daughter on my credit cards And how does this benefit the daughter So that's what I was talking about Piggybacking or becoming a AU, which is authorized user. So you can put up to about six to seven people on your credit card. And 
It will not affect your credit at all. As long as you keep the cards, don't give it to them now. Don't please, please, please don't give them your cards. <laughs> so they can piggyback off your success. So the, the key thing is she's doing the right thing. She's setting her daughter up to have a legacy. She's setting her daughter up to be able to at 18. I think you just started at 16 years old. She'll be able to piggyback and have herself a high six, 700 credit score. And um, that that's what the, sorry to say that, that's what the other community has been doing for a very long time. And that's how come they be able to walk in with a 700, 800 credit score and only been 19 years old and haven't had a lot of experience because they were put on these cards as authorized users. And for those who don't know and just tuned in, if you want to get credit restoration from this brother, more information, you can click the link that is in the description box on Facebook. You may not be able to click it right now if you're looking on your cell phone, but after the live stream, you'll be able to click that link and fill out the form. Also, after the webcast or maybe Sister Victoria or Dr. Omar can put the link actually in the comment section. So after you finish watching it, you can click that link as well. Uh, one question. Oh, and also, if you have any questions throughout the dialogue, if you're tuning in live on Facebook, just comment it and I put your comment or your question on the screen. So the first question we have is, what are the top five ways to make money off of your credit? Because we have a lot of our people now got this mindset, do for self, especially in the black community, especially if you follow my page, we're always pushing, doing for self. We're always pushing, don't depend completely on other people and on other jobs. So now how can we make money off of having a good credit score or how can we make money off of our credit? The top five ways. Ah, I guess that's going to be personal. Then. It's not going to be a, a fact. So let's see. Um, there, there's something called good debt. There's bad debt and there's good debt, right? So when it comes to your credit, you can make investments. All right. You can buy property. All right. I was learning from a seminar that actually your first house should be. I wish I would have made this decision myself. If you go with an FHA loan, use that to be your rental property. All right. Because you'll be able to get the best rate. You'll be able to not have to worry about putting money down, but make your first house. If you can help it be a house that you plan on renting out. And that way you'll be able to generate income to be able to get the house that you need for your future. And um, so and then what he said also about the FHA loan, see if you can get a duplex, see if you can get a fourplex on your FHA. So these are things that we're not being taught. When it comes to positioning ourselves to not necessarily go just after our dreams right away, but go after something that we can turn into an investment. Uh, the next thing you can do with credit is, of course, of get yourself a high limit credit card so you can be able to buy products at wholesale price and be able to turn around and get a profit. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, yeah. Credit cards. Nowadays, everything can be purchased with a credit card. Just about. You can even pay yourself and draw income, uh, draw um money from your credit card cash by paying yourself before you um, go before you go into the next one can you go back a little bit um what exactly is an fha loan and why do you think he advised to get a duplex or a fourplex why do you think he advised that all right so an fha loan is a government loan where you have to qualify with a at least a 620 and above 620 you have to come up with a little down payment, a 640 middle score, which I get most of my customers in. You won't have to put any money down. A grant will be issued to pay for your uh, down payment. All right. So with that loan, it allows you to be able to go to some states up to 7275. Depending on your area, you have a limit to how much property you can buy. The reason why that is a good loan is because it's a first time home buyer program. So you starting off will have a high chance of getting approved, falling in the guidelines of income and score. All right. The reason why he said uh, duplex and fourplex is because guess what? You get a chance to live in one of those units and rent out the rest of them. So now you got income once again coming in. They can pay the mortgage. But also, if you got the property at a good deal, it'll put some income into your pocket. So when it comes to investment with property, is designed for you to profit and have your property being paid for by the tenant instead of being paid by you. 
So in other words, uh, when everyone, if you've been watching, when me and Brother Jake or, or, or myself talk about assets and liabilities, this is basically what the brother is, is explaining. Instead of the home, instead of the duplex or the fourplex just being an, an a liability where I'm paying all of the mortgage or I'm paying all of the rent, now I have other people in these other homes and they're paying some of the rent or they're paying the rent. And actually, I don't have to come out of my pocket at all. Maybe if they're paying enough, um, you know, on their on their rent side. So what was the uh, the third way of making money off of your credit? Uh, well, there's a there's a system that they got now going on where people actually use their credit cards and sell their authorized users to the public. So. My brother, for example, he does that. And so he's got over 100000 in credit limits. And what happens is people pay him to basically add him, add them to his credit card so they can piggyback off of having that type of history. And the goal is for them to get approved for a higher limit card that they normally wouldn't be able to get approved for unless they spent five or six years building their credit. So that's another way uh, to use your credit to be able to um Make money. Uh, the next so, way. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We, we hold on. So you, so you mean to tell me people can pay, and if they pay you, they can get access to the funding that you have now. If they don't pay it back or they not as responsible, would that mess up his credit? No, no. What it is is the authorized user situation. So the same thing like the mother was doing for the daughter, mm-hmm. except he's charging people to be able to piggyback on that because you know. To, to be able to jump on somebody and have a hundred thousand dollar limit on your on your credit file will allow you to get approved on your own for other limits. So say for instance I'm a I'm a person and I only have a three hundred dollar credit card. Mm-hmm. Well if I get added on to his, it'll show my file that I've been managing just as much time as he has a hundred thousand in my portfolio. So it makes it easier now for me to get approved on my own for fifty thousand hundred thousand dollar credit card because they say okay well he's already been responsible over this so we'll go ahead and give him something again through us as a competitor and then he takes me off and now i got my own line by myself Mm. now is there certain is there certain carriers or certain companies that you have to go through because won't certain won't some say hey i want to see w-2s i want to see bank statements what if they ask that and and i ain't really got that but i do got the credit profile i just don't have the proof so is there certain places that we that we can go that won't ask for it like uh uh, bank statements and and your w-2 w-2s and things of that nature so learning in the car business it's all about how you structure your app all right so when it comes to credit cards they're not going to ask for anything but when it comes to buying a car Uh, For sure, buying a car, because that was my industry 15 years. How you structure the app will make that computer, because they all banks and lenders have an automatic approval system. They set the guidelines, okay, if the person is a 750 and above, automatically approve them. If they're 800, hurry up, approve them, give them the best rate. If they're a 650, you know, and they make this type of income and all that. So a lot of times you got to look at what your DTI is. Look at what you're trying to borrow. And and look at what you're making. So if a person's going for a twenty thousand dollar automobile, and they make anywhere between two thousand twenty five hundred, that'll qualify. All right. If a person is going for a thirty thousand dollar vehicle and they make anywhere between twenty seven hundred and three grand and don't have a lot of debt, they'll qualify. If they're going for something that's like forty grand and they make about four thousand dollars a month, they got a good history and they have cars paid off. You know. So it's all about how you structure your application. So you always want to make it make sense. Of course, the higher the score, the less you have to prove. But if you're kind of borderline 650 and below, then of course your income has to qualify. So a lot of times if you want to use a measuring stick, take what you make and slice it in half and subtract your bills that are reporting on your credit report, take $300 for rent, 150 for insurance. Regardless if you stay somewhere with somebody or not, they're going to take $300 for rent and they're going to take 150 and whatever's left over, it should be able to support the payment. Okay. Now I have two questions. Okay, the Go first ahead. question is when the let's say let's say someone has the 100 the $100,000 credit limit and they're and somebody pays them, do they pay them one time or is this like a rent thing where they pay them monthly? 
Well, depending on who you're going through. So some people give you a limit of 45 days to 60 days. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to continue, then you got to go ahead and pay them their fees. Some people charge um, 300 bucks. Some people charge $1,500. Some people charge 2000 It just depends on what kind of accounts because you got corporate accounts you can get on and then you got personal individual accounts. Mm. But majority of the time you pay one time and the design is for you to hurry up and pull the trigger, get approved and get off. So now my question is the second question, let's say somebody gets approved. Boom. I'm, I'm, he's his, his credit history is now on mine. Can now that person do the same thing? Have somebody do the authorized user with them or it's only that no. one, that one person. Just the original card. holder. Okay. Yeah. Cause okay. even when you pull your credit and you look on credit karma, you'll see it'll say authorized user. It'll mm. it'll say something different compared to the original original person. Okay, so you can't do the wholesaling. You can't. So guys, you can't do the wholesale <laughs> <laughs> with the credit. Okay, so what would you say if you if you got two more? What would you say the fourth way to make money with your credit? Ah. Uh, hmm. Man, investing, uh, investing credit cards, selling your credit, um, opening up, opening up a business, um, opening up a business, really, um, opening up a business and getting fronted the products. Mm. So, like prime example, I give you example. When I had when I was using my credit for the car business, when I had my own dealership. They opened me a line of credit to be able to buy auction vehicles. Mm. So a lot of these dealerships don't pay cash for these vehicles and sell them. They're all on what they call a floor plan. So with credit, it allows them to front you the merchandise, and now you're able to sell it and not be pressured based upon what your investment is doing. So a lot of times in business, the reason why people panic is because they're counting their money and they're saying, well, dang. I can't sell it for that cheap because I got this in and I need to at least turn a certain profit. But when you're using what they call OPM, other people's money, then you're not worried because everything is a profit. You don't have nothing to invest into it. So if you turn a dollar or turn 50 bucks or turn 100 bucks, it don't matter because you are turning a profit regardless. And a lot of times with the dealerships as well, sometimes they'll take a loss on the front end, which is the merchandise, just to make it up in interest or points on the financing side. So you guys got to be very careful on when you guys are buying vehicles because you might start out with one way, but a lot of times you got to look at the fine print because they have uh, a profit that they're making on the back side, which is the points, which is the, um, the, um, the finance charges. Cause the bank sometimes give them room. Your interest rate might've been 2%, but they marked it up to 3%. Mm. They marked it up to, Four percent. So you got to be very careful um, when it comes to those charges and looking at everything. Sister Victoria says, what are your thoughts on applying for credit in the jury website where they give you one thousand plus limits? I was told this is a red flag to lenders that your credit is being fixed or once or was once bad. Uh, I haven't run into that one, but that's probably a true statement sometimes because. I notice sometimes when you get a jewelry line of credit on your report, it doesn't give as, as much weight as like a finger hut or or some of my other lines of credits that I have. So I have seen that sometimes the score doesn't move as much, uh, especially if there's other things in place. Another thing that you guys got to keep in mind is sometimes you can have already a lot of credit for the points. So remember, I told you about the five ways credit's calculated. Mm-hmm. So Sometimes you already got enough in one area, but you're missing something in the other area. So sometimes you'll add something that doesn't really move your score at all. So that's where you have to go to your calculations and look at what's missing. Is it line? Is it uh? Is it the history? Is it the new credit? Is it uh the credit file mix? Is it the credit card utilization, or is it my payment history? Now, oh, one more thing: the trick to helping you lower your credit card utilization without paying things off is adding more lines of credit that have lower balances so the so the uh, calculation can be lowered on the averages of the ratio. So if you got a, a maxed out $1,000 credit card, 
but you got five other credit cards that's at 20%, your overall balance might lower to 40%. Mm. So the key thing is work on adding more instead of just throwing out 900 bucks, open yourself up a couple more cards and lower that balance. Mm, gotcha. Okay, so does do you have to open it up with that same company? Because I know on mine, it may say you're under 30% on this one, but on this one, it's over. So do you have to open up with that same company, then it'll do the, the overall balance? Um, if they'll give you another card, a lot of times just look at something else, like, you know, maybe Horizon or maybe Orchard or maybe Discover or um, or different things like that. So as long as you just have another card added to it, It'll, it'll it'll circulate. And the easiest way to figure your calculations is looking at Credit Karma. Credit Karma will show you overall where your percentage is. Okay. And then you can kind of figure out, okay, what can I drop here, drop there? The worst mistake when it comes to credit is people overspend in something that doesn't even make a difference. Mm, what do you mean? Give me an example of that. Like I had a customer um, a couple of months ago. They went ahead and dropped $2,000 and paid all this other stuff off when all they needed to do was just drop a couple balances so their credit score didn't even really move. Mm. So they should have just got the percentages a certain way and then it would have worked out and boosted their score. And it's just all because we don't know. Another thing too, never, ever, ever, like, 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 like Smokey said on Friday, don't ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever close a credit card. Don't ever close it. And they'll and sometimes people feel like, oh, I finally paid that credit card. Close it. No, just shred your credit card and keep it open. Because once again, when you close that credit card, you lose all of that history that you built up. You lose all of that history that you built up. That's why your credit score dropped. Wow. Every time you pay off a car, your credit score drops. So if you're getting ready to pay your car off, you're getting ready to pay your loan off. Add another revolving account, which is a credit card line of credit, to help offset what you're about to lose. Because as soon as that account closes, it's no longer calculating on your credit score. Wow. Somebody said, Dante Tina said, what about buying land? I heard it was hard to get a loan to buy some land. What's your thoughts on that? It is. It is. Because not because it's not something tangible. It's not something. It, the land is only as valuable as the person that wants it. Mm. You know, versus you got this nice customized home you know, 5,000 square foot with marble going everywhere, you got a higher chance of selling that if, if it foreclosed. You got a higher chance because everything is risk, right? Mm-hmm. When the bank is doing loans, they are looking at risk. So you sometimes have to reverse it and look at yourself and say, would I loan myself money? Would I, what, what would I invest my money in? Mm-hmm. Because they're always thinking about what if something happens and I have to get my money back out of this? How fast can I get my money back? So that's why down payment is important. You know, you're putting a whole lot of money down. They're like, well, shoot, I can't lose. If something happens, I can easily get my money back. So that's why uh, land is very, very, very difficult. A lot of times land is in a place in a in a rural area. A lot of time land is in a place that nobody's really at because a lot of the popular areas are already built up. It's already buildings and stores. And that's why that area is so expensive because Things already built up, school districts, all that different stuff makes a big difference when it comes to uh, your property. Mm, Okay, this may be personal as well, but it may not. Somebody said, what are the best credit cards? Um, The best credit card, believe it or not, is not an American Express. So many people ask me, Brother Ben asks, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made a hundred in $30,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game, and we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094. We'll give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made 130000 in two days. Peace. Believe it or not, and I bet you guys don't know this, an American Express does not give you no credit for credit card utilization. Because American Express, most of the time, they'll have no, no, no real set limit. So you don't even get a chance to see where your 30% is. Because it's just based on, they're, just record, they're not really recording 
the payments, they're just looking at your balances, how much are you, well, not how much you're using, but they're really looking at the, they're just going to, they're not going to report what your limit was and your balance. They're just going to always show you a balance. You're never going to see, okay, your balance is $500, but your limit is 1000 So a lot of times that American Express is killing you and on payment history as well. A lot of times you're not even seeing the payment history. It's just going to keep showing a balance and your balance just decreases. Your balance just decreases. Your balance just decreases. So if I, if you get it, American Express is good if you go for spending money, for having high limits, for being able to make purchases. But if you're going to start out with something to build your credit, start out with the Black Capital One card, the one that says, you know, uh, for bad credit or whatever the case may be, it's the easiest one to get. Always apply for something that you know you're going to get approved for. And also be careful. Don't look at Credit Karma as a guide when it says, oh, you got a high chance of getting approved. That's not accurate. Here's some game. Credit Karma is free for a reason. Just like Facebook is free. Credit Karma makes their money off of advertising for Capital One, for all these carriers. All right. So Capital, so Credit Karma job is to promise them so many customers by getting this free system where they can get millions and millions of people that they can advertise to. So they can care less if you really qualify for the card. They're just going to use a certain scale that they see and say, hey, you got a high chance of getting approved based on what we've probably seen before. But they don't know your income. They don't know where, you, you know, your debt to income ratio. They're just looking at the overall picture. So they just want the sale. They don't care if you get denied and your credit score drops. So the reason why is there's two things you guys need to write down. There is a pre-qualification and there's a pre-approval. Once again, there is a pre-qualification and a pre-approval. A pre-qualification is when you get this letter in the mail and it says, hey, man, you can get up to so-and-so, so-and-so. They don't know your credit score. They don't know anything. All they did was do a scale of what the household income is. It does not mean that you're going to get approved. It's just saying that there's a possibility that you can get approved. You still got to qualify. But when it comes to pre-approval, that is a guarantee that they have ran your credit. They have looked at your stuff. They're saying that they will give you this situation. So be careful when you see pre-qualify and when you see pre-approved. Okay, before we get to the next question, remember, guys, this brother does help with credit repair, uh, credit restoration. I mean, uh, you can click the link that's in the description box. Even if you're listening to this on the podcast, on Apple Podcasts, just go into the description box and then you'll be able to click a bit.ly link. And also, Dr. Omar and Sister Victoria have been posting the link uh, to the credit re- uh, credit restoration where you can fill out the form and get your credit restored so that you can do some of the things that we're talking about. That will be in the description box and the comment section on Facebook. So please, guys, make sure you go there. Also, subscribe to the Brother Ben X podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. So the next question is, can I build credit under an LLC, under a LLC? And if so, how do I start? Well, you can build business credit um, through your Dun & Bradstreet number. Um, I got an expert that's on my team that specializes in that. I got very little information. But there's several different ways of going through like Home Depot and things like that and making purchases (laughs) and making these type of purchases and setting up with these type of uh, accounts, utilizing your Dun & Bradstreet and using your LLC, you can generate what they call business credit. Okay, this person may have came in late. I'm trying to understand their question. They says, how can I bring up my score or how can I get a better credit credit line? without bringing down my score. Do you understand what they're asking? Yeah. So um, getting like I have, I have several lines of credits that are guaranteed approvals and they do not run your credit score. They do not run your credit score at all. So you have to make sure you apply for stuff that says guaranteed approval. Don't matter what your credit score is because we're no doing no credit checks. So those are the key things you want to do when it comes to that or going to the bank Borrowing against your money, that's a guaranteed slam dunk because you're going to get approved because you're putting your collateral up. 
things of that nature. Okay. What is the difference between a secure a, a secured credit card or credit line? I don't know which which one you say versus unsecured. What's the difference? Okay, secured is like exactly what it is. You're securing your money, so you're putting up five hundred dollars to open up the credit card. You're putting up the money in the bank to borrow against it. You're putting up some kind of security, um, which is guaranteed that hey, if something happens, we 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 got our funds. Unsecured is when you can apply just on your name alone, your credit, and you can get approved. Uh, someone asked, is it better to build an LLC, uh, build under an LLC, or sole proprietor? I don't think either, either, either or. Um, as long as you get your Dun and Bradstreet, Dun and, Dun and, Dun and Bradstreet number from, um, from the website and get your your business number, that's basically what it matters the most. Not necessarily your LLC, sole proprietorship, corporation, or so forth. Your Dun and Bradstreet number is the most important part, aspect when it comes to business credit. Okay, we have one that says there's an article stating people with 750 credit scores and six figures plus income being denied. How should this be addressed? Um the only thing I can think of if because because typically that would be not that would be somebody that's not denied. Um, the only time you'll be denied is if at the end of the day, your DTI, your debt to income ratio is high, meaning you've got six figures. You're making ten thousand dollars a month, but you got six thousand dollars a month in debt already. Mm. So, of course, you can get denied depending on what you're going for. You know, so a lot of times when it comes to articles like that. What did the person apply for? Did they apply for a million dollar house and, and it requires them to make more money? Or did they did they apply for something in a company that they messed up before? Because sometimes just because you got a 750 doesn't mean you have had bad history. Mm. So you can you can mess up on a company, recover, get your credit back on track, but try to go back and buy something through that company. And they keep a log of stuff you did before in the past and they'll deny you. Not based on your credit, but based on you messing up on them before. Mm. So it depends on the factors of what uh, the person applied for. Quick question. Let's say somebody does have poor history. Can they get a can they buy an authorized user to fix their history as well? Would that fix their history? That'll give them some history. Yeah, that'll, that'll add some history to them. Yes. OK. OK. Uh, now this is a question somebody had, but I guess I have it too, because when I was coming up in college, I knew, I didn't know really a lot about credit cards, but I thought 700 was the top of the top. Then I seen her brother say, I got like an eight something. So the question is, what is the highest score you can get and how? Okay. So once again, the, the five, uh, principles of credit. So 850 is the recorded number. I've seen some people have an 880, 870 every now and then. Mm. Um, so everyone starts off not at zero. Everyone starts off at 300. Regardless if you see the number or not, you start off with a 300 credit score. Everybody does. And then when you add 182 and a half points for the um, payment history, when you add 85 and a half points for history, and when you add 55 points for new credit, 55 points for credit file mix, and 165 points for um, credit card utilization, it puts you right at an 850. So to calculate your credit score, and when you see where your score is, if you understand those principles, you can kind of see where you're lacking and what you need to improve in to basically get your score to a higher point. Now, I just thought about something as you were speaking. I was just daydreaming, and uh, I thought about it. I said, we do know about credit, about putting our children on, because most of the time you want to put your son, the phone bill, in your son's name. See? Yeah. But instead of making it better, we actually making it worse. Now, I'm 18, 20-some years old, and my credit bad because your mama been putting the light bill and she been putting the phone bill in your name. So we so that so it do work like that. So we just been doing it the wrong way. But what you're saying is if we put if we put it in the child's name or whatever the case may be, we can actually make it better in the long run. That's right. 100%. Yeah, yeah a lot 100%. of people I know they got their phone bill instead and they don't <laughs> mess up their credit. So are trade lines legal? Should I get some why or why not? Make sure you go through a reputable, reputable company. I mean, you can see them online all the time. 
This is what they do for a living. They got it laid out. They got the prices laid out. They've got what you're going to be getting. Um, they've got a great rating. Um, very legal. Just you have to understand what are you trying to do. Now, I suggest somebody be already kind of at the finish line with their credit, having some decent credit because if you're just horrible and you got a line of credit that you bought, they're going to still look at those horrible things that's on there. So you'll, you'll end up wasting your money. So you want to have all the negative stuff taken off first, make sure that you're ready to go and you just need some lines of credit to give you that super boost or that super credibility and then be ready to pull the trigger. Because as soon as they take it off your credit, that credit score is going to drop. So it's definitely going to affect you in a big way once they take it off if you haven't already bought what you have to buy. So make sure you have all your ducks in a row. Make sure you're in position and ready within the 30 and 45 and 60 days before getting this. Don't, don't, don't get it and then start exploring and researching and all this stuff thinking you got a lot of time. Now – now, if you do somebody that you know, they'll leave you on forever. You know, like my brother, he'll leave me on forever. So I don't have to worry about that problem. But when you're buying them, definitely make sure you have all your stuff together. Okay, we're going to end it off here. And if anybody have any questions, feel free to ask real quick. But I have a, a, a powerful, I need us to end off powerful. Let's say we have somebody who they've been struggling, man. They've been working this job. They've been on this rat race. They tired of working, but they just going home going to work, coming home, going to work. And they say, man, I'm ready to come to you. I'm ready to get this credit restoration. I'm ready to follow the blueprint. If I got to pay somebody a thousand to get access to the authorized user, boom, boom, boom. What give me two ways that somebody could create some cash flow using their credit to become financially free. And when I say financially free, I don't mean somebody's going to be a millionaire. I don't mean you're going to make 500,000. I mean that, Hey, after I, I got some assets coming in, I got cash flow coming in, and it's covering all my expenses. I ain't got to worry about the lights going off. I ain't got to be stressing. What is maybe two plans that it, once they come and they get their credit fixed and they go out and they get the, the authorized user, what are two things that we can do to create some good amount of cash flow? Um, the easiest way for anybody is, you know, first of all, Having that entrepreneurship uh, inside your body, having that entrepreneurship spirit. So figuring out what can you get into using OPM, other people's money. Once you figure that out, whether it's doing a Shopify, whether it's uh, uh, buying wholesale tennis shoes or buying this or doing that, what can you sell? What can you sell having the right capital to be able to buy in bulk? whether it's cell phones, whether it's shoes, clothes, whatever the case may be, be in position that you can either get in sales or be in position where you can buy something that you can rent, something that you get a get a, a complex for office spaces and rent out office spaces, um, uh, you know, get in, in, into Uber, you know, one second with the, with the office space building, because because see now, because see when you think about office space buildings, our community maybe we think, man, I gotta have two point five million. I never be able to do something like that because I'm on a job. So you mean to tell me I can, you know, get my credit fixed, maybe get access to an authorized user, and with that, I'm able to buy or you know uh, uh, fund a building that got office spaces, and I myself can be renting these things out and I'm not a millionaire yet. I can use my credit to do something like this. Absolutely. 100%. Most people that own the property aren't millionaires. You know, a lot of people think when you see people in all these luxury cars, you see all these, man, half that stuff is, is leased. Most of it's leased or, 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 or making payments because millionaires never try to use their cash. They're always trying to use other people's money. So the power of credit, they said an 800 credit score is better than having a million dollars because you can be able to do things that can allow you to learn how to fish where you can eat for a lifetime. Mm. And a lot of times, believe it or not, 
if you talk to the people that own these buildings, believe it or not, they'd be ready to get from under them. Mm. There'd be older people that's ready to sell, and you might catch yourself a good deal. Find buildings that's abandoned that just have multiple spots in there. You'd be surprised nobody ever offered anything because people don't have the cash to pour in. But if you got the credit and you got the vision, you can be able to do that. Do you think that is wise to buy the luxury item? Because, of course, we hear that when a car drives off the car, and you probably would know this since you work, so this is a good question for you. They say when you drive the car off the car lot, it's already depreciating. So is it good to just buy it all out, or is it good to lease it or rent it? And whenever you want to get something else, you just get something else. What's your thoughts on that? All right, so leasing. Leasing is a good tax write-off, all right? Um, because it's a depreciating asset that you don't even own. So, of course, you're taking a loss. Um, Leasing is good because you can use it for business purposes and give it back and always have something new. Um, Leasing is always good because you get a chance to get the small, if you catch the rates right now. So, one of the techniques when it comes to leasing is looking on the website and looking at what they call a red carpet lease or a specialty leasing. Because The rates make a big difference, all right? 1% is not necessarily a good lease rate. You want to have the 0.25, the 0.01, or the 0.5. And so with the leasing, it allows you, instead of paying $800 for a car payment, you might pay $400 for that same luxury car. So you get a chance to basically finance a car twice, because every three years you turn the lease in. So if you got $400 a month on this car and then the next three months, $400, instead of having that $800 payment and having the miles and being upside down, trying to get out of the car, you can switch different type of make of vehicles. You can rent uh, lease the newest body style. I mean, all those different things come into play when it comes to uh, leasing. And so leasing, does that mean I'm paying as long as I have it or is it like uh, or is it like a note to where I got to make this 500 and if I want to and if I want to get out of this, I got to sell it. So as leasing, basically, as long as I'm paying on, I got access to it. And so is that why when a new brand come out, I can just switch over to a new brand? Is that is that the difference? Yeah. So you got 24 months, 36 months, 48 months. So leasing allows you to not worry about if you're a person that trades cars every every so many years. Leasing is good for you if you don't put a whole lot of miles on the car because it allows you to not worry about what my trade in is worth. It allows you to not have to worry about uh, trying to get out of it. You know, you're going to get out of it. You know, Um, with leasing, you can actually buy the car off lease. You can you can trade the car in. and you can walk completely away. You might say, you know, I'm done with car payments. I want to pay cash from now on. So you don't have to worry about trying to sell your car or trying to figure out who want to buy it or whatever the case may be because you got three more years to go. You only got six more months ago. You got two more months ago. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, that's 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 all the questions, man. Of course, if you guys are interested in working with this brother, he's going to get that credit right to do all these great things that we're speaking about. Is there anything to close out anything that you think they need to know before we close out that we didn't discuss in the podcast? Man, um, you know, know that credit is is not just who you are on paper, because remember, and I know he teaches on this stuff all the time. I, I follow what he talks about. You know, everybody's being recorded, all right? Everywhere you go, you're being followed. Because if you notice, in your mailbox, it looks different than other people's mailbox. You, you see certain type of coupons. You see certain type of things. You're like, wow, they know exactly what I like. Every time you put your email address, every time you put your address, every time you put your phone number, they're recording your habits, right? So they're seeing who you are, and they already got you picked out. They know what type of person you are. They know what type of place you like to shop. So when it comes to credit, don't just make it be about what I look like on paper, but let it be who you are. It's your name. It's your credibility. It's when I say something, it's got to come to pass. And, and, and part of our problem in the, in, the, in the community, black community, is our name doesn't mean nothing to us anymore. I remember granddad used to be able to go to the store 
and fill up a whole grocery cart and go to the checkout and didn't have a dime and they would let him go because they knew he was good for it. They say, hey, look, you don't got to worry about it. I know you'll give it to me next week. We need to get back to that point where when we say something, people can take our word based upon who we are, our name, our credibility. And if we start practicing that, practicing keeping your word, practicing letting your name mean something, letting who you are speak for itself so that people can trust you, doors will open up. Yes, sir. Well, I thank you, Brother Pastor Bay, man, for tuning in. Uh, God willing, they'll be clicking that link uh, because we had over 100 people actually tuned in live. More people, of, of course, will come in later and then I'll be streaming it on YouTube and other platforms. But uh, make sure if you are listening to this on the podcast, if you're watching this on YouTube at a later date, just look in the description box. I have the bit.ly link there and you can click it and get started. With that being said, brother, I thank you for tuning in. You have a blacktastic day. All right. All right, family, man, that's uh, that's it, man. I hope you guys uh, were sharing it out. Very powerful session here, man. This is what, you know, the Brother Ben X podcast and platforms is about. We just coming through, man. We just bringing people that's going to bring you the knowledge, wisdom and understanding to make your life a little bit better. If you got if you guys would like to donate to the platforms, if you learn anything from the platform, many people ask all the time, how can I support you? You can just cash out dollar sign brother Ben X or you can become an actual contributor, monthly contributor at www.patreon.com slash brother Ben X. That's www.patreon.com. And if you want to donate on cash out dollar sign brother Ben X. So thank you all for watching and you all too have a blacktastic day. Assalamualaikum. Hey, listen, family, if you want to learn how to Build your own banking system. Yes, I said it. Build your own banking system. We have a wonderful course, over 30 lessons, 25 hours of content that also comes with a 268-page textbook. Yes, textbook that's going to teach you how to build your own private banking system with your family. And let me tell you something. You don't have to be rich in order to do it. Inside of this, go to privatebankingblueprint.com, privatebankingblueprint.com, and we're going to show you exactly how you can build your own private banking system for your family. Guess what? Say buy the credit. Say buy the debt. I'm going to show you how to do it with our private banking blueprint. See you there, privatebankingblueprint.com.